Welcome to Women's Wellness Podcast with Lucy Catino and Nahal Horn, where we are tackling mommy stress one wellness practice at a time. We provide our listeners with wellness and coping strategies as we as we navigate our daily lives. Together, we will elevate with a holistic, healing, and empowering approach to catching our bliss. I'm so excited today. Well, we are excited today to introduce Radiance Thompson. Yes, that is her real name. So I'm really (laughs) excited about that. A certified Reiki master and spiritual coach, helping women and non-binary women lead with their light by uncovering hidden emotional blocks, overcoming generational cycles, and ascending to higher states of consciousness so that we can access their spiritual gifts and unapologetically lead an authentic life of purpose. Welcome, Radiance. I want you to help us, me, Nahal, our listeners, how we are able to elevate our confidence, self-acceptance, and self-love in this episode. How are you feeling today? Yes, awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Nahal and Lucy. And I'm feeling really good. I went on a small hike today. I went to the Culver City Stairs and came home, treated myself to um, a bath. And now I'm here talking to you guys. So I'm feeling really, really good. How about yourself? Wow, that sounds amazing. So I, well, this morning, my partner and I took a little drive down Pasadena. I don't know mm. if you ladies know how stunning it Pasadena. is. It's just so like, it just really mentally and spiritually, it does something for us both. So we mm. just drive down. We went and grabbed our cup, cup of coffee from Jones's oh. Coffee in Pasadena too. I, I want to, you know interject that plug also because they have the best coffee in LA in my opinion so <laughs> so that was our little you know self-care moment this on this Sunday so I was really excited about that that sounds like so much fun I love old town Pasadena I yes. that used to be my old stomping ground uh, like after high school I went to PCC and the Cordon Bleu so I, wow. I know that area generally Ooh, wow see See, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. I do. <laughs> awesome. How about you, Nahal? I love. I love that you ladies have all done self care this morning. I finally pushed myself up at six thirty to walk for an hour this morning before my daughter got up. And then we did our swimming class and playground and house hunting. So I literally mm. just came home, but I was so glad that I got that walk in. But radiance, like having a bath, oh, I, I feel like those are the game changers for self-care. Like just getting in the bath with your salts, with crystals. Yes. Um, I, feel, I feel like that is the best self-care. <laughs> I need to take a bath today if I can yes. get the chance. I love taking a bath because one of the things I was like, okay, how can I make sure I'm preparing for, for this podcast? You know, we're talking about mm. self-love and confidence. So I'm like, well, why don't I just make sure I give myself some self-care and love today before yes. I get on the podcast, you know, so I can embody that energy when I'm on the call with you guys. So I was like, okay, well, let me take myself out, get myself some vitamin D, get some sun, allow myself to enjoy the outside and also to soak in all of what being outside does for you. I mean, how often is it that you just get so stuck inside that you forget that, hey, there's Mm. something going on outside? You know, especially during the pandemic, I noticed myself 
really getting like, okay, I have to be in this closed compartmentalized space and forget about the world. I'm like, no, I can't do that anymore. So, um, yeah, I made sure I took a hike and came home and I scrubbed myself with a sugar scrub and it felt so nice. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's the long, yes, the long part of sugar it. Yes, that sugar scrub, yeah. that's always on deck for me. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. Like, I, I, um, I was thinking about doing that last night, but then I was like, oh, no, I won't do it. But now that you said that, I'm definitely going to make that a priority today. So thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> Sugar scrubs. Okay, so instead of salt, you do sugar scrubs. I love it because like scrubs. You're, you're adding yep. sweetness to your body. <laughs> That's yeah, you know, don't um, if you're on a, some kind of diet, you know, it's okay. Just put it on your body. You know. I love it. You feel so great afterwards. It's like you're silky. Yeah. You're just like revived. Sweet. It's such a good feeling. <laughs> you feel sweet I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that yeah definitely so perfect so it seems like we're all in that like energy mode where we're like you know really like literally giving ourselves a bath and just loving on ourselves so how perfect to dive right into this conversation that we're having today Radiance, you are just amazing, the work that you're doing. So we do want to pick your brain and do share with us everything, all the knowledge that you have. Yes. Feel free to spell it out because we are here for How did you step into this career? Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that. <laughs> yes. Um, whew, that's a long, long story. <laughs> um, if I'm being completely, completely honest. I didn't even know I wanted to be a spiritual coach or a recce master. I, I mean, I, I, there was no one that said, Hey, one day you're going to use all of your gifts as a spiritual practitioner and you're going to help people online. You know, that's not what I thought I was going to be, but life just created that pathway, even though I didn't know that that was the path I was going on. Um, in 2018, I ended a five and a half year relationship that was very toxic and I was 27, 28 years old. And I was thinking to myself, oh, my God, like, I have two kids. I'm not married. And I just finished college. I had just got my BS in um, biology from UC Irvine. And I'm like, okay, well, where is my life going to go? You know, mm-hmm. who? how am I going to take care of my kids? How am I going to make sure that I'm still doing something that makes me feel good? You know, so um, I actually started off and not to say that this wasn't part of my path, but it's just this, it, it didn't directly lead to recce. It didn't directly lead to spirituality at first, at least not to that, not to my knowledge at that point anyway. Um, but I started off as a cell therapist. I made T cells for cancer patients right after I got out of college. And then I was like, okay, well, even though this is paying the bills, I'm still not feeling like I'm doing what I need to be doing. Like there's always like this pulling, you know, and, and that combined with, the relationship ending combined with having two daughters and knowing that Mm. I wanted them to be more than what I was at that time. You know, Mm. I didn't like the fact that I was coming home angry, upset, mad, you know, just putting all of my, my crap on them. It just wasn't fair. And I realized that I was repeating certain generational cycles because my mom was a single mom. And then her Mm -hmm. mom, even though she wasn't always a single mom, my grandpa was was away a lot of the times in the Navy. So a lot of the work was on her. So it was like these cycles of women that are just 
unintentionally putting their crap on their kids. And it's mm-hmm. like, how do I not continue that cycle? So um, I saw online a post that said, you know, this can make you feel better. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm, let me just do something. Let me get out of this space. Mm-hmm. So I went to the recce practitioner and um, my whole, every, every since then, everything changed. Like I immediately felt a shift. I immediately felt better. People told me I was glowing and I was like, okay, I need to keep doing this. I combined recce with uh, traditional uh, therapy and by doing both, it was so many shifts in such a short amount of time. And I realized, like, hey, this is what I want to do. But I knew I had to heal myself first. And I don't want to mm-hmm. say heal myself first as if there's some stop point. Like, there's never a yeah. stop point when there's right. when it comes to healing. It's yeah. just more of I didn't want to be in the space that I was. Like, it was time to elevate out of that particular time in my life. Mm-hmm. So... I went to Reiki for over a year and then after about a year and a half and actually the week before the Kobe Bryant plane crash, I got certified as a Reiki practitioner. And then as an LA native, I mean, if you grew up in LA, Kobe was basically LA. Yeah. Like it was (laughs) like, that's just what you saw all the time. So when that happened, I was like, I really need to start doing my life's work because at 41, when he passed away, and I'm at the time was, how old was I? About 31 at the time. I was like, I only have 10 years. To, mm-hmm. And if something were to happen, like, what am I, what, what have I done to show for being here? Um, that's just how I felt. I just felt that immense, like, it's time. So um, I just got online, and then I just started saying, hey, I can give you a free recce session. And thankfully, mm-hmm. during the pandemic, um, I had this the training to do online virtual recce sessions. So I didn't have to see anyone, um, at least not in in, um, my direct contact. Like I could serve people that were thousands of miles away. So that was really great. Mm -hmm. So then um, I just did about 50, 60, I I forget. It was dozens of free sessions. And then after that, things just started rolling because I had given away so much for free. And that also helped me learn. So, all in all, it was because I felt like it was time for me to change my future generations. I didn't want to leave a legacy of pain that I feel like I'm the one who is, I'm, I feel like I'm the one that is carrying that, I don't call it a, bur- a burden, but definitely the job. I'm, t- I'm carrying the job of, of fixing mm-hmm. all the pain that was never truly fixed. So that way my, my, my children and their children, you know, creating a legacy that pretty much outlives me of healing versus hurting people. So that was why I got started with it. I love that. That is so beautiful. And I feel like so many people, I I bet every one of us listening can relate to that on some level, especially with the intergenerational trauma that we, you know, if we're unconscious to it, we just keep repeating and passing on. So I am amazed at how you were able to recognize that and change it. And change it yeah. so quickly, it seems like. Um, very, very self-aware, right? Like, that's, yes. that's beautiful. I love to hear that. Me too. Thank it's you. so inspiring to hear that. What? Yeah. I have a question. So through all of this, like the people that you've worked with, with doing Reiki and just like, you know, the, the clients that you've worked with, what are some of the like main blocks you think that we all as humans and as people 
have unknowingly maybe that block us from, you know, fulfilling our purpose or our destiny or our legacy. Honestly, and it may sound cheesy because you hear this all the time, but it's the belief that you can, you know, Hmm. um, we don't believe we, you know, there's one part of us that sings in the shower and believes everything is possible or that Hmm. person that is driving on the highway and doesn't care that people are seeing them singing in the middle of the highway. It's like now you're fully embracing that higher (laughs) part of you that doesn't care what other people think. But then you come down to reality and you're like, okay, I hear my thoughts telling me that I'm not capable. Or perhaps as a kid, you know, you're conditioned to believe that you're not worthy, you know, and it may not even be intentionally being conditioned to believe that. It could just be, you know, years and years of generational cycles of mothers and fathers not believing in themselves and projecting those belief systems on you and it's like okay well you're carrying not only your own limiting beliefs but you're carrying the limiting beliefs of your of your parents the limiting Mm -hmm. beliefs of their parents and it just becomes this intergenerational trauma like you said Nahal and also cycle of never truly embodying that higher part of you Because we all see it, we all feel it, we all know it's there, but it's like, ooh, are you really ready to be that inner Beyonce? Are you really ready (laughs) to go through the trials and tribulations that Oprah did to become Oprah? You know, it's it's one thing to say, I am, you know, I'm going to be famous, I'm going to be successful, I'm going to really do the thing, but are you really ready to go through the judgment and the failures? You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's one of those things where it's like, you have to really say, I'm going to be about it and not be afraid of what comes of it, but just know that you're really putting something out there to help people and know that as you help more people, you're also becoming that person that is capable of success. But it's like, okay, do I believe I can do it? And that's the hardest part. That's the biggest block. That part is the belief system. And it's something that I... You know, I, I'm, I'm, I still have my own parts of myself that, hey, I need to get to this next level. What beliefs do I need to overcome to get to that part of me? You know, it's as you continue to ascend, it's like you go through these different tiers. You hear a lot about quantum leaping. I'm going to quantum leap into this, into this next version of me. But really what that means is I'm going to ascend my vibration into this frequency where I now hold this this uh, vibration where now I'm attracting the type of life that I want to live and I'm embodying mm-hmm. it confident, confidently. But it becomes, it first happens when you believe that you can do those leaps. It's all about the belief. So that's what I have seen most in my clients and, hey, in myself, the belief that, hey, I can do this. Wow. Yeah. That is, wow. (laughs) You're speaking to me today. (laughs) Like, I just feel like, okay, thank you. I needed to hear this because, wow, like, there are a lot of times when, like, I'll start something and, and really feel like I'm great at it. But then there's this thing that says, well, who do you think you are? Like, what Mm -hmm. are you doing? Like, you know, that imposter syndrome kind of thing. And it's like, and I think that you, I mean, wow, that is so accurate. It starts with the belief. Like sometimes you have to be like insanely convicted to what it is that you believe in. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I love that. 
So what are some of the techniques that you use? Like what can we use to unblock these, uh, these limiting beliefs that we may carry with us? One of the biggest things I believe that everyone needs to come to terms with, and it does come with self-awareness, but it also comes with being really honest with ourselves. Like, did I really do what I said I was going to do? Did I really embody mm. confidence or did I really embody compassion or was I really being negative Nancy toward that person because I was taking in, I was uh, projecting, excuse me, my beliefs about myself on someone else, right? And that comes with evaluation. So that comes to my EAT method, evaluate, accept, and transcend. Mm. It's, an, it's an acronym. So you have to really self-evaluate yourself. You know, I feel like that's one of the things that we always have to do. And that comes with awareness. Like, am I really walking my walk? Am I really doing the thing? Or am I not? Mm -hmm. Like, there, that's where the shadow comes in or emotional, basically understanding your emotional, um, emotional blocks, maybe hidden, uh, hidden emotions mm -hmm. that are yeah. still affecting you subconsciously. You know, and, it, you know, you just kind of take that step back and really just take that moment to be more... Um, What's the word I'm saying? I wanted to say more um, self. I want. To, I don't want to say self evaluating. Like accountable, maybe. Yes, like, just like, like accountable. Uh, yeah. Yes, like holding yourself to a higher standard than other mm -hmm. people do, because it's easy to brush something off and just be like, oh, you know, I, I, I didn't hurt that person's feelings, or I didn't say anything mean to my daughter. Like I have to really take a step back and say, hey, what am I doing to mm -hmm. keep myself, hold myself back? How am I projecting my fears on someone else? You know, I apologize okay. to my kids all the time because I'm like, oh, man, mama messed up. But it's like if they see me apologize, that means that they know how to apologize, too. So it's okay, right. like, you know what I mean? Um, I hope that answers your question. But um, yeah. So, so I do want to now that you mentioned before we get away from this, your yeah. the, the signature method that you have the established to eat, like, yes. how are you able to combine your, 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 you know, your background and your, your degree in biology with this, with the spiritual knowledge that you have? I'm really intrigued to know how you're able to like the marriage between the two in, yeah. in helping your, in, in helping your clients. Yes, yes. So with the EAT method, it's, it's an acronym, Evaluate, Accept, and Transcend. So with my self-evaluation, with uh, my own honesty of myself and with my clients, it's all about understanding, okay, how can I access and understand my emotional blocks? And we use a different modality called the Gene Keys. So we go to GeneKeys.com and we look at our um, emotional Human design? Blocks. Yeah, it's similar to human design because they both are, um, they're both uh, based off of the I Ching. However, the Gene Keys is slightly different because okay. what I really love about the Gene Keys is it not only tells you where your, um, what your emotional block could be, but it also tells you the gift frequency. So it tells you where your emotional block is, which would be the lower vibrational state, the lower frequency, the um, more... It's everybody else's fault but mine. 
Okay, that's that frequency. And then it tells you, okay, well, how do I get to this state? How do I get to a higher state of being? And it comes with self-awareness. How am I acting in a lower vibrational? How am I acting in a, it's everybody else's fault but mine, and I don't have to take accountability for how I have done things to other people? How can, it, it helps you um, graduate from that state of being to a state of, okay, I'm taking full responsibility for my actions. I'm taking full responsibility for my emotions and I'm taking full responsibility for my life. So how can I go into that frequency is through, um, through the eat method. And then that's from a spiritual perspective. Now here's where the science comes in. Science will tell you that when you're operating in these lower vibrational states, your light in your inner being is actually at a lower state as well. So in the spiritual community, you've heard a lot about the aura, right? You've uh -huh. heard a lot about, um, you know, light coming off of a body, right? You've heard it uh -huh. in, that, in those terms. Now science is finally catching up to the woo-woo because they want to call an aura a biofield. Bio oh, for body okay. and field for, you know, the field of light that surrounds your body. So now they're trying to say that it's a biofield and not an aura. So as you continue to understand your emotional blocks, as you continue to understand what gifts come out of those emotional blocks, what gifts come out of your wounds, what gifts come out of your shadow, now that higher state of awareness get, makes space for more light to come into your life. So now from a scientific perspective, you're putting light back into your body and as you put light back into your body, your vibration ascends. It starts to climb. So not only are you doing it from a spiritual perspective of awareness, mm -hmm. but you're also putting it in from the scientific perspective of biofield, adding light back into your biofield. Now, Ooh. from the aura perspective, from the spiritual perspective, they call it aura. So you call it, if you lose, um, if you lose energy, if you start to feel in a lower vibrational state, spiritual practitioners will say that your aura is leaking, right? In a scientific perspective, now that they're saying once again that there actually is an aura with the biofield, they call light photons. So they will see photons, which is also from your aura, coming off of you when you are in a stressful state. And as I, if you work with someone like myself, a Reiki practitioner, what mm -hmm. I do is I channel source energy to put that light back into your body so that way you can vibrationally ascend. So when you hear people say, oh, that's a low vibration, it's because right. that there is an absence of light. And when you put light back into someone through a Reiki practitioner or channeling life force energy, which anybody can do on their own, they are putting light back into their vessel and they are raising their frequency. Mm. Wow, that <laughs> is just like speaking my language. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I'm so glad you explained that, and I'm so happy we asked that question because, um, like, because I want people to understand that it is a real thing. Like, like you know, like science kind of convinces us that things are real. So it's like to back it up with science kind of solidifies what we know to be true so thank you for that wow amazing awesome. <laughs> we can really talk to you forever 
you know, but I know that we have to wrap this up somehow and I'm sure we'll have you back on because I feel like we need to continue these conversations. So definitely, I do want to wrap up by asking you this question. You know, it's something that you hear a lot about. What does it mean to be a higher vibrational spiritual being in your own words? Embodying a higher vibration understands, excuse me, that there is no separation. And that's one of the things I feel we are starting to learn as a collective. There is no right or wrong. There is no, my version of reality is better than yours. As a higher vibrational being, you understand that everybody plays their part. Everybody has their purpose. Everybody is actually supposed to be working collectively as a whole. And when you start to truly embody the spirit of a higher vibration, you're no longer seeing someone as separate from you. You understand that they are part of you, that they are vestige of you. And as you help someone else, you're also helping yourself. And it's not like you're coming from the from the point of, I only help people to help myself. No, it's because you know that we are this whole organism and you know that as you continue to help someone, you're also helping the whole. So embodying the higher, a higher vibrational um, frequency is actually living as a collective and not just, sorry, my phone did that. Um, and no. not just in separation. And I feel like 2020 had a lot to do with our, disentanglement from the separation and are now deep dive into understanding what the collective conscious is. And from that's from a spiritual standpoint, from a scientific standpoint, vibrational being is someone who has taken the time to make space for more light to come into their vessel, whether that be through Reiki healing, whether that be through any type of energy modality, connecting to source, connecting to the universe, using crystal, whatever, whatever your (laughs) method is, it's truly taking the time to release the things that no longer serve you. So you can make space for the things that do and going out into the world and helping others do the same. Wow. So beautifully said. Seriously, because it's something that I'm always trying to like, it's almost like I aspire to to become that, you know, not to become it because I truly feel like we already are that. Um, But it's just like being mindful, okay, of the practice of like, getting into these different, you know, using these different modalities. You know, like we're taking a bath every day, you know, like Mm -hmm. literally doing that, cleansing ourselves mentally, spiritually, physically. And this is a great reminder to like keep keep, to keep that at the center of who we who we are in our true essence and not to get caught up and lost in these, you know, in our work and our busyness and you know, enough, whatever it is that we have going on, just go back to your essence because there, mm-hmm. everything's already there. Yes. Right? Yes. What, what, what was the website? Was it called genekeys.com for people to find out their blogs? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It's called genekeys.com. And um, okay. there's a really great book by Richard Rudd that if you want to understand more about your gene keys, you can do that. However, 
if you want a more clear and precise way of understanding your gene keys, feel free to contact me at www.reckywithradiance.com and I can help you understand your emotional blocks and also give you a recce session. Yeah, and I'll also include that in, in, in the description for this episode. And please us, oh, please us, please leave us your, your social media handles so we can stay connected with you and also use your, uh, use your services. Yes, yeah. awesome. Thank you so much for having me in the hall, and Lucy, I appreciate you. Oh, we appreciate you. you. This is a wealth of knowledge, definitely. And keep doing what you're doing. It's much needed and appreciated for sure. Thank you. So where can we, where can we stay connected? Yes. So um, my Instagram handle is Recky with Radiance. So if you just go to Recky with Radiance, like at Recky with Radiance, I'll be there. Um, also on my Facebook group, I just changed the name. Actually, it's called Light Leader Legacy Group. So if you search that into the Facebook groups, you'll be able to interact with me there as well. And um, my website hand, uh, my website is www.reckywithradiance.com. Awesome. We'll we will stay that in touch. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Thank you again. And Thank Nahal, you. if you have anything else to ask, to add, this is it. Oh my gosh. Um, I just wanted to say <laughs> you are embodying your namesake. That is for, I don't know if that was the name you were born with, but it suits you very well. Yeah. Radiant. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> and it was the name I was born with. My dad said I look like a glowworm. Wow. So hence that's what <laughs> and you are living it. I tell you, like yeah. this is it's it's amazing. I always think about like when I name my children, I'm like, you have to think about that mm-hmm. because you want them to embody that meaning and that purpose in their journey. So right on, Dad. He he was right. What a wise yes. man. <laughs> all right so we will wrap this up i do want to say thank you so much to all of our listeners out there from all over the world i mean i I see you i appreciate you and we are so happy i've I've been able to 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 get some amazing guests on here amazing conversations and i really truly could not have done this without you and to my amazing co-hosts i appreciate you so much until the next time be well take care of yourselves and each other sending you so so much love